Hey friends, welcome to episode 72 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift, and I'm thankful that you're listening in today. And if you're new to Fierce Calling, I want to warmly welcome you. I'm talking with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. And they're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast encourages, inspires, and challenges other women to step out of their doubt and into their fierce calling. Because every woman of God has one, and everybody has a story. So we're telling them to glorify God and sharing what we know. And speaking of sharing, I would love the opportunity to talk with you about speaking at your next women's event. So check out my speaking page at DaraSwift.com or my profile on WomenSpeakers.com and let's connect about that. My guest today is Yvette Walker. She is amazing. She is the host of the Positively Joy podcast and it's just positively joyful to hear her and to hear her story and you are going to love her. She shares how her faith was stagnant or comfortably numb as she refers to it and how God would reach her and speak to her right where she was and she is just going to share some really amazing things and her background is awesome in journalism and just all kinds of ways that God has been equipping her and listen all the way to the end because she's going to share something really impactful. I know what she has to share is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Yvette Walker. Hello and welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. And I am excited to have Yvette Walker with me today. She is a wonderful friend I met at the Spark Podcast Conference. Yvette is a founder of Positively Joy Ministries at PositivelyJoy.com and manages a Facebook community group along with other social media related to her ministry. Yvette is a college dean of students, that is amazing, and has been a newspaper editor, a news ombudsman. Mm -hmm, That's awesome. I want to hear more about that. A reporter and a web manager. She's a native of Chicago and now lives in Oklahoma. Thanks for joining me today, Yvette. It's such a pleasure and a joy to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Doris. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, I've been looking forward to having you on and talking more about joy and the message that God has put on your heart to share. Tell us a little bit more about you beyond the regular bio that I read and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect with that piece of your story that you feel God has led you to share with us today. Mm, Absolutely. Well, as you noted, I had been a journalist for my whole career. Um, I had a significant birthday recently. (laughs) I won't go into it. So, but I've been around for a while. And uh, so, and, you know, I, I got a degree in journalism and figured I would be a journalist, you know, my whole life. Uh, I did that until about six years ago. I'm going into my sixth year in academia now where I am, as you said, the college dean of students in the journalism field, though, mass media. And um, all that time, though, I have been was raised Catholic, uh, continued to go to church, believed in Christ. You know, everything was fine. But I, you know, and for a long time, I've known this, but I didn't really know how to describe it, that I was just kind of sailing along at this kind of just like a straight line, like mm-hmm. not really any highs and or, or lows. I mean, we all have lows in our life, but I mean, just pretty, um, 
straight line. And I realized lately, and God has been so gracious to reveal to me what that testimony is. And, and what I now understand is that I had just been what I'm calling comfortably numb based on an old Pink Floyd song, <laughs> again, showing my age, um, in, in Christ. I mean, I, I was a believer, but I just did not understand the richness that the relationship could take on. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was missing it. Absolutely. That is what I think might resonate with people today. Because for so long, I thought, yeah, you know, I'm a Catholic or not even a Catholic. I'm a Christian and I I love Christ and all of that. Um, I'm a good person. I, you know, I follow his commands, but it could be more than that. And I'm realizing that now. And even as I have begun to realize that God has made me understand my testimony and that you can be a believer all your life and not fully understand what the relationship could look like. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to wrap my head around now that I'm finally understanding it. Like why couldn't I have understood that so long ago, but we all have to, you know, in God's timing, we all have to go through our experiences uh, to get out on the other side. But I'm just so thankful that he has brought me out on the other side. And now I know just how amazing that relationship can be. Yeah, I absolutely understand what you're talking about, because I had a similar experience too. And you're right, you don't know what you're missing. I kind of liken it to that time when I was working with a friend and she got these cool new pair of glasses and I thought they were really neat. And you know how when somebody gets a new pair of glasses, you want to just try them on, see how you look in them. So, mm-hmm. well, when I put her glasses on, I was like, okay, I can actually see the leaves on the trees now. You know, and I didn't realize that my vision had gone a little south, you know. So, uh, you know, until you do that, it's kind of like you put these spiritual glasses on and you can see more clearly spiritually. So I totally understand it. And I think that's going to be an important message today for someone to hear because you're right. We can just go along and think we're fine, but the relationship gets a little stagnant, right? So what actually brought you to that realization? That Yeah. So a few, a few so I think I've been wrestling with this, maybe, maybe even unknowingly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that maybe there was something else And for a long time, I had had this feeling of not being content. It's really hard to describe. I have always, you know, kind of suffered with being overweight. So, and I've gone through my weight loss um, plans and things like that. I think that I would, I was never satisfied, even with the food that I would eat. I I really was feeling this, especially in the last, um, I would say in 2018, 2019 in particular. I just felt like I could not. Now, here's the thing. Um, I married a wonderful man in 2017 and, and that helped a lot. <laughs> He's a wonderful, godly man. <laughs> fairly, fairly newlywed, got married later in life, again, later in life. Um, so, and that certainly helped, but I still felt like something was missing. And, if, and, and to be able to describe it humanly, it was like I wasn't getting enough nutrition. I mean, really, I don't know how else to explain it. I would eat a meal and I wouldn't be satisfied with it. And so I would eat more and more, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
so actually now, um, actually now I am on an eating plan and I have lost some weight. So I'm very pleased to say with God's help. But I think a lot of those struggles also came through this thing. And so I went to a, a Christian retreat in 2019 because at my church, the singer songwriter Rita Springer appeared at one of our women's nights. And I, I kind of had known about her, but wasn't really familiar. And I fell in love that night, got a real girl crush. <laughs> I loved everything she was saying. I just had to find out more about her. I started stalking her online. <laughs> I found out that she'd written a book. I bought her book. I found out, you know, where she was online. I followed her. And I just, it was something about that message just really connected with me. She was a, a woman of age. Her story is a little bit different than mine. She is a woman of age. She's never been married. But she, and she also never had children. I also have not had children, but she decided to adopt. And so again, her story is a little bit different, but I found some similarities, right? So I found out that she not only wrote a book and of course had all these great songs, which, which I knew, but she has a, uh, a retreat, a yearly retreat called Dive, D-I-V-E. And since COVID, she may be making some changes. Um, so it may not be happening this year, but I found out about that and I said, you know what? I think I would love to go. But it was for worship ministers and other and and creative people. Now I said to myself, well, you're creative, you're a writer, and you've been doing this for years. So I applied, like immediately I applied. And then I took it back. (laughs) I said, I don't know. I mean, is this really for me? I'm not quite sure. And then I got in. She she approved me. So then I spent the next few months trying to convince her to unapprove me because <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, this isn't for me. Are you sure this is for me? And she wrote me back and she, was, she said, Yvette, God told me you need to be here. So come. Mm-hmm. So I did. And it was a week uh, in, in a Texas home. And that week uh, I was, you know, I was one of I was really the only non-worship leader there. And I'm also and I'm also not musical. I like to sing, but I'm not musical. But there, I just, you know, met all these people and she had an exercise about learning to hear God's voice. And that was another part of my testimony. I felt like as a little girl, when I was in Catholic school and I was sitting, I was sitting in church on the wooden pews, you know, in this kind of echoey church. I, at that time, I, I felt like I could talk to God. I felt like I heard from him. And there were a couple times younger where I felt like I had encounters with him. But then when I grew up, became an adult, became of the world, we all get distracted. And I felt that I had stopped hearing from him. And of course, we all know that's not true. He never stops talking to us. We just, we can't hear. We can't hear him. We're not listening correctly. So there was an exercise at this, at this workshop that she did that miraculously I had an encounter with God. And I was like, okay, there you are. There you are. And since that time, I have, a lot of stuff has been happening, basically. I started the podcast because he told me, I said, I'm going to do this podcast because it was the middle of the pandemic. And I've been wanting to do a podcast, but there was always some kind of distraction or a roadblock or something. So I'm sitting at home. I mean, I'm working. Fortunately, I was able to work from home. And I said, I'm going to do this podcast and it's going to be on what I call the intersection of politics, beauty, and hair, because there's just so many interesting topics to talk about, how we're seen, 
beauty standards, the whole deal. And he said, yeah, you're going to start a podcast, but it's going to be on joy. And I said, okay, because <laughs> that's what I say. He said something, I say, okay. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a whole lot of guidance. I didn't really know what he, what about joy. I really didn't know. So um, we, we just had our year anniversary back in May. And I understand now what he what he is wanting me to communicate, and that is that people need to understand what true joy is. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole piece of what I what was unfolding with me. I mean, I've been doing the podcast for a year, and really only now, after I've been working working through it, has he revealed, I think, revealed my true testimony, and that is that, as I said, you can be numb. You could be a believer and not really understand and also not understand what true joy is. And so true joy is not a feeling. It's not being happy. It's not being satisfied or all those things that I was measuring before. It's understanding the love of God, abiding by his love and his desires and understanding that that is what puts his joy inside you. And that joy makes you complete. Amen. Love how you describe that. And just going back to some of the things that you were saying when you were talking about the food, it's true that sometimes we'll sit there and think, well, I want something, but if I could have anything in the world right now, what would I want? And then we're not even really sure sometimes what we want. You know, you're like, I'm ordering the Publix Instacart, which is the grocery store thing where you can order it, have it delivered and all of that. And I'm like, well, I could just go on here and just say I want whatever, but what do I want? And it's hard to really think about that. And so I love how you talked about that and related it to food because really all the things are related to who we are, but sometimes we get confused about our identity when we look at things like our appearance and what others think of us and that kind of thing. And, and I also love how you shared that you stalked, but then God was like, you think that this is you trying to pursue me, but I'm pursuing you and thinking that you weren't qualified to be at this place. And how many of us can relate to that? How many of us can, how many of us can relate to that? We've, We went to something we thought we were supposed to go, but then we get there and we feel like I am not even in this league. Like, what am I doing here? Or, you know, things like that that the enemy will just tell us. But I love how she confirmed that because even though you may not be a worship leader of the worship music, worship is so much deeper than praise music, right? And you are worshiping God and you are leading worship in your conversations on your podcast, Positively Joy. So I love that. And congratulations on your one-year anniversary. That's passed, you. but you know, it's cool. We did do a big celebration because I'm because I'm close to 100 episodes and I decided I would do the 100th mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be fun. That'll yeah. be so fun. And I also love how you shared God has been teaching you things through this podcast. That you oh, thought it was something else. <laughs> absolutely. Because, I mean, you know how I think he gives you, he gives you little bits. And I think that 
some of that is on you. I mean, you know, because again, you got to open your heart, you got to open your mind and your ears. Mm-hmm. And um, so for a while there, I had been, this was before, you know, the idea about the podcast, I had been, you know, thinking a lot about Mary and Martha and how, you know, I'm, I'm Martha, but I want to be Mary. Mm-hmm. I think, every, I think a lot of people are like that, right? <laughs> right. You know, I don't want to be so busy and distracted and not really understand that I'm, I'm feet away. I'm, I'm like, you know, like she's in the next room, right? You're just, you're a few feet away from where you could be at the feet of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And instead you're doing all these other things. And so there's so many of these little pieces, I think that he, he had shared with me. Um, but then, but then when he told me to do it on joy, again, did not really understanding what that meant, mm-hmm. but you know, I had been podcasting for a full year before a lot of this unfolded. So I think another lesson there is to just jump in. Mm-hmm. When he tells you to do something, just do it. You might not understand exactly what you're doing. And trust me, I have had imposter syndrome and still have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many wonderful people who are ministers of his word. I am not a Bible scholar there's so many things that I don't know. And so a lot of that is kind of intimidating. But when he says to do something, you just have to do it. And he will, he will give you what you need. And it's, it's taken me, you know, really a year to feel pretty comfortable about being able to share my testimony and what I think people will get out of it. Mm. And so I'm loving that now I'm loving this opportunity today with you to hone my ability to give his words, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. I, I just think that so many of us are afraid or, or don't know, you know, well, if I do this, what's going to happen or what am I going to say? And for me, that's why I made my show an interview show. Cause I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm a journalist. So I know how to talk to other people and get their amazing stories. But in my mind, I wanted to have a twice a week show. One one show was me talking. The other show was the interview. I always loved the interview show more than the one with me talking because I felt, again, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on it. Good. We can relate to that, Yvette, for sure. And it's yeah. amazing how many times you hear people actually say that, that you think are so many steps ahead but really, it's just something that's a lie from the enemy. It's like a common lie that he wants to tell us that we don't belong or that we don't have any gifts to share. But I love also how you're encouraging the listener to step out and take some kind of action they feel God is calling them to, that they feel compelled to start, but they just feel like, ah, oh, you know, they're afraid. But it's a different kind of fear almost because I... I know for some, the fear is not being able to do it with excellence, not being able to do it the way that God wants it done. But like you were saying, we just have to trust him because most of the times when we're doing things, we don't really know what we don't know. And then he puts other people in our lives to help us and come around us and to encourage us. And to help also equip as he continually equips us. So I love that he is doing that in your 
show in your walk with him and what you're able to impart on others, which is his truth. So that is amazing. And some people might feel intimidated because, you know, they don't have a Bible scholar kind of background or something, but the word of God is living and breathing and the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth and what God is speaking to us through his living word. So we have the Holy Spirit that will help us and give us that knowledge that we need as we read. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's great when we share some of our own insecurities we've experienced because that's our stories connect, you know, us to others. So I really love that. so, mm -hmm, So true. And we can also help ourselves because he wants us to do that. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, for example, for me, if I'm not a Bible scholar and I feel, you know, maybe uncomfortable quoting scripture, well, then I can do something about that. I can study more. I can get into his word more. And it's also funny how he brings those opportunities to you before podcasting, before any of this, I discovered Bible journaling. Mm -hmm. And that is a craft where you you actually create art in your Bible. And, you know, before I horrify anybody, there are Bibles made just for that. So it's not like you're, you know, right, you know, you're drawing on your study Bible, right? There are Bibles made for this. Where you are, you know, being inspired by the word and creating some kind of art. And I am not an artist, but it's amazing what art he has created in these journaling Bibles. And in doing that, I began to get more in the word. Because I didn't really, even though I was a believer in all this, I didn't grow up reading the Bible. That wasn't part of my tradition. Mm-hmm. So it's just amazing how he, and that happened way before the podcast, before the before the workshop conference, before all of those things. It's just amazing how he drops these little breadcrumbs for you to find. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because it's true. And he equips us along the way in like you're explaining that and going through that with your Bible art and all of that is is really cool because we can look back and say, oh yeah, you've been equipping me like what you're doing, you know, what you did for a living and what you're continuing to do for actually a living is equipping you for kingdom work too. And you're having an influence on the students that you get to interact with here and there and, and the things that you get to do. So what about the newspaper? What is that news Obenson? Tell us about what that is. <laughs> so my my news career has been has been really interesting. It's it's been what was fairly traditional, where you started off as a reporter and then you went into copy editing and then you became a manager and it, it was you know kind of went up the ladder like that. But I had an opportunity at one point, and this was at the Kansas City Star in Kansas City, uh, where I had an opportunity to become the ombudsman. The ombudsman has many titles. Some papers call it the public editor. Some papers call it the reader's representative or the reader editor. It's basically the person at the paper that listens, hears from the readers, listens to the readers, and helps communicate why that media outlet did something, did did it the way they did it. Hmm. So they answer questions. Um, If there's enough questions, they usually will write a column about why, why this was done. Sometimes if the paper did something, and I say paper because I worked at a paper, but it could be it could be NPR, it could be really any kind of media outlet. 
if they if they did a story and you disagreed with the way they did it, the ombudsman the ombudsman has the freedom to say yes, readers, I agree that there, there was this was problematic and this is why. Um, so yeah, so you are kind of the face in a way. You are the face of that media outlet, the one that the readers can connect with. Mm. And it, and it was really interesting, but there were choices that I made along the way in my news career. And I, because I thought, and, and I still think this, and I still think, and I teach this to my students, that our goal is to be objective because we want to be fair, objective, and tell all sides of the story, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, because I was involved in lots of different areas, and at one point in my career after being ombudsman, I was making decisions on what actually happened on the front page. And all through this time, I believed that I had to subjugate my Christianity. I couldn't talk about it out loud. I mean, not like I'm doing now. Like this is what I'm doing now. This is unheard of. Mm -hmm. I would never have done this when I was working full time. And, you know, I'm sure and I'm sure he could have told me to. But for whatever reason, that didn't happen. I felt like if I was well, if I was well known as a Christian, that the decisions I made on stories that appeared on the front page or how I edited them might not be taken as being objective. Mm. And when old, old school, when you were a journalist, you did that in a lot of areas of your life. Um, you never talked about politics, you didn't tell people how you voted, all of these things, because you were trying to maintain this mask of objectivity in an effort to be fair. But today I tell my students, that we are human and it's, it's impossible to be objective, but we strive to be fair. Mm. Yeah. And so I would like to say that I would be just as outspoken in my faith if I were working full-time in journalism. I would like to say that I would have the bravery to do that. I don't know, but I know that for years I did not, and that is why. And I feel like I missed so much. I missed so much. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, because now as a Christian, we see things through a Christian worldview. So you're right. It's difficult. We cannot see things another way. We can look at how another person might think, or we can have a conversation about faith or about anything really to get an idea of where the other person's coming from, which I think is really valuable and so important because we're not really called to shut other people down. We want to hear the reasons why they believe or think the way they do. And the way we think and see through a biblical worldview, we can then have that conversation about why we see things differently and have it to be where it doesn't mean that we're being intolerant or you know, the other person is being intolerant just to have a conversation because any, anything going on in the world right now, it's so hard because there's so much about, well, you know, if you share what you believe, it means that you hate somebody or that, you know, you're condemning or judging, but it's really, we have a belief. We have the truth that we want to share with others but we can do it in such a way that it can be conversational and we can have really a good faith conversation. But I, I see what you were saying because in working in the secular world, it is difficult because we're told, you know, that we can't say this or that, but 
it does come through. So I know, Yvette, that because you have this light that just shines, and I know people have told you this because you just illuminate the joy of the Lord. So whether you say it out loud in words or not, it's there, it's evident, and it gets people's attention. And people want to know, just like you pursued, you know, the, what was the uh, woman's name that you? Yeah, Rita Springer. Rita. And I yeah. encourage everybody to listen to her music. And um, yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's an awesome lady. Uh, and she's on Instagram. You can follow her on all the places. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. First of all, thank you for that. But I, I mean, I do agree with you. <laughs> I agree that I've always you know, kind of been a, a glass half full person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I always have, have been that way. And I, I think I've always had his joy in me, but I, I didn't know how to express it really. I didn't know how to in in the work that I chose. Um, and don't get me wrong. If you are going to go into journalism, then you must tell all stories, mm-hmm. even the sides that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. That is that is the job. Yeah. Um, but I believe that we can't be purely objective because we're not built that way. God didn't build us that way. Mm -hmm. So as I said, what we can do is we can strive for objectivity as much as we can. We strive to be fair. Um, But again, if you do choose that work, it's going to mean that you will be talking to people that you don't agree with and and perhaps, you know, interviewing them and uh, have them expressing their opinions that you don't believe in but that is but that's what you're going to do yeah and I think it I think that that is important work I'm still a big big proponent of media of journalism um the Washington Post has a catchphrase now democracy dies in darkness I believe that I so believe that um but for me I have understood what I was missing before and I just don't want to miss that anymore mm-hmm so I am, I'm claiming, I'm claiming it. And what was also hard for me to understand was again, part of that testimony that it's just been unfolding now that I even had a testimony because some people's testimonies are really big things. Um, they are big events, tragic or otherwise. And while I've had sadness in my life, because we all do, I didn't have one pivotal moment, but now I actually, now actually I can remember, I can go back to one night when I did have a really big pivotal moment, but I wasn't understanding that. And so I liken it now as looking at the prodigal son Mm. and the, and the father, but the prodigal son's brother, Mm -hmm. who was like the good boy who did everything he should, who never complained, who stayed at home helping his father while the prodigal went out and had this like amazing transformational experience and testament now has that testimony, right? The brother didn't have that. And he was angry by it. In fact, I think that's one of the things that he may have been angry with. Mm. And, um, and I feel like I'm not the brother, but I'm the sister. Cause mm-hmm. I, again, I feel like I was the good Christian. I, I did what I thought a good Christian could do. I didn't go out and have a big transformational experience like that. But now I understand that that just now coming to the realization and understanding that God is there. He never stopped, stopped talking. You can have a deeper relationship with him, even as an adult, when you're in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> with all these things coming at you, um, it can happen yeah. and you just have to ask him for it. Yeah. 
That's a good word right there. And I love how you brought up the story about the prodigal son and the one that was home all along and how sometimes we compare our testimony to someone else's or like you say, sometimes there's a huge transformation or something that you were brought out of some huge sin bondage or something that, you know, like an addiction or something in the sex trade industry or something like that. But like you say, every story is important. Every testimony of when we gave our life to Christ is an important testimony to tell. And our story is an important story for others to hear. So I am thankful that you're telling your story, Yvette, and that others can hear and be encouraged today that their story matters and it's time to tell it and God will help us to tell what it is that others need to hear, to hear the truth of what he can do and transform others' lives. So thank you for sharing that, Yvette. And this has been a joy, I want to say, pun intended, I guess, but <laughs> but it's so exciting to talk to you and to hear about what you're doing and that Positively Joy is an award-winning podcast, and it was such a pleasure to sit next to you at that table on that day uh, during the awards ceremony and hear your name and podcast be called out because it was just so cool to be there with you. And so tell us about what the future holds, what is on your horizon right now? I mean, I know that we make our plans and God directs our steps, but what does he put on your heart right now? And then also before we tell the listeners how they can connect with you, I just wanted you to speak just a little bit about hearing God's voice, because I think that intimidates a lot of people and they feel like they don't hear God's voice and maybe there's something wrong with them or maybe they're doing something wrong, but you know, tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So now that I, that he is basically revealing my testimony to me and the layers of it, I mean, I just get new pieces of it every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I would like to write a book and I've been thinking for years now, Oh, why I've been a writer for so long. Why haven't you ever written a book? Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there are a lot of authors around me that are being so encouraging. So uh, I don't know when that will happen, but I do. I feel like this is the story of so many people out there. Mm-hmm. I liken my, I liken it to kind of like an EKG, that my heart was just, it was just flat line. I was alive, but it was just pretty dead. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you look at an EKG, you see the little, the little ups, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, now that's what it's like, right? So I, I just feel like that is a testimony that so many people can relate to. So. Uh, I would like to write that book. We're in season three of Positively Joy. And this season, and I tell this at the beginning of every episode now, um, I ask the listener to listen to the podcast, either the interview or my own voice through the lens of what joy really is. And, um, and I quote John 15, which is a great chapter because there's the, you know, the branch and the vine it's in that chapter, but a little bit lower down is what I love. And it's where Jesus talks about abide by the father's love and his desires. And then you will receive that joy and that joy will make you complete and full. And so we're looking at everything through that lens. At least I'm encouraging people to. I've created a resource for people 
to make time for God because you're not going to hear his voice if you don't make time for it. And trust me, years and years, I mean, I remember going into a church. I was just traveling. We were on vacation and I happened to go into a church. We always try to find, you know, like a new church that we're going to visit when we're on vacation. And this, I'll give a shout out. This was a church in Kansas City called Jacob's Well. So I had, I moved away from Kansas City. I've been there for a while. And, uh, but we came back for a visit and it was called Jacob's Well. And at this church, um, they played a song and I, I don't remember which one it was now, but I just started crying. And so my, my husband, who was my fiance at the time, obviously said, you got really emotional in there. And I said, I said, yeah, because it makes me sad that I don't hear from him anymore. And then he said, don't you think you just did? <laughs> so I was one. like, oh, okay. He's a, he's a very smart man. Yeah. God sent you the right man. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's true. I think that we are listening to receive something and we have maybe our own preconceived notions about what that's going to sound like or what, or what it is. Mm -hmm. The conversation I had with him at that retreat where I heard from him, he used nature to talk to me. I mean, it's kind of an interesting story. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need to hear from you, Lord. And I don't know what else to do. And an acorn fell from a tree onto this car that was below it. But it was, it was like a little sound, but it was so significant. I mean, it just, it shocked me. It shocked me out of my senses. And I was like, okay, all right, God, I hear you. I hear, I mean, it's just a very little thing, mm -hmm. but it made a really big difference. And since then I've been, again, opening, making, you know, those opening. And, and I'm, you know, flawed. We're all flawed humans. So I don't make as much time as I should, but I talk uh, in the free resource on the website, how to create habits. Uh, that you, that will help you get with him every day and and create an atmosphere where you can receive a message from him. Thank you. That's beautiful. And I love how you were talking about how God speaks, but we have to make room for him. We have to create this space where we can actually hear from him. And how you were saying you felt a sadness because you hadn't heard from him, but actually you had just heard from him. So mm -hmm. that awareness of being intentional about listening is so important. And it reminded me too of a song that my friend Kate Hurley wrote that really, really broke my heart when I realized what the song was saying. And it was God actually saying, return to me and that he misses us. He's sad when we don't speak with him. So mm. it's a two-way street. And so that reminded me of that when you said that. Where can the listener connect with you, Yvette? And where can they get this resource you have and all the things where they can connect and reach out to you? Absolutely. So the website is PositivelyJoy.com. PositivelyJoy.com. There's a funny story behind that. So... I know that he gave me the name of, of the uh, of the podcast. At first, I thought it was going to be called Seeking Joy or Finding Joy. But then I realized there were other podcasts named that. Mm. And so I said, what am I going to call this? And then, the, then that name came. Positively Joy actually is not grammatically correct. And I know this as a journalist. Mm -hmm. So it, that's his name. I would never have name. I would never have created that name because I would go against every grammar rule that I know. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So it is positivelyjoy.com. Uh, the resource, um, five ways 
to create, you know, a, a godly habit uh, is on the homepage. So you can check it out there. And um, all the past episodes are there, of course. I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook community, Positively Joy Facebook community that I'd love for people to join. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I mean, I'm on Twitter, either under Yvette Walker or Yvette B. Walker or Positively Joy Podcast. Nice. And I'll put all those links in the show notes so people can find you and listen to your amazing podcast. And this has been wonderful today, Yvette. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing what God has put on your heart today to share. And I know it's going to be transformative and encouraging and challenging to our listeners today. So thank you so much. And I look forward to having you on again sometime in the future. Yes. Thank you so much, Doris. All right. Will you take care, friend? And we will talk soon. Thank you for listening today. I hope what Yvette had to share blessed you. I know it blessed me. I love how she talked about hearing from God and how we need to make space for him for that and to really listen and be intentional about our walk with him and how she reconnected and God just spoke to her heart in so many amazing ways and he does that for you and he does that for me. God wants us to talk to him and ask him those hard questions that are on our hearts and he will lead us in the right direction. And we need not worry that we won't recognize his voice because his word promises that his sheep know his voice. And whatever we might hear in our spirit, on our hearts, that he lays on our hearts, it's going to line up with his word. And that is what we can check out. We can check and make sure that the voice that we're listening to is of the Lord because it's going to line up with the Lord's word. And I so thank you for being here today. And I know that Yvette would love to hear from you. And I would love to hear from you too. So check out my page, dariswift.com in the show notes. If you scroll down, I have some free gifts for you to check out. And friends, this has been an amazing, amazing show. And I hope that you'll also check out Yvette's podcast, Positively Joy. Well, friends, thank you for joining me. And I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friends, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.